Hi guys, and welcome to this week's episode of Bitch Work Podcast. I'm so excited for today's guest, Michelle Reed. Hey guys, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you. I like, seriously, I'm so new to podcasting and this is like, I think my third podcast I've been on and so it's so different than doing videos, but it's so fun. It just like feels like you're chatting. Totally. It's so fun because you just are like relaxed. You don't like I'm literally in sweatpants. I'm wearing like my pajamas Uh and it's amazing. The one thing is that when I edit podcasts, Mm. I actually fall asleep. Like I think editing videos are so fun. Like I love editing videos. I love seeing Mm. the visuals. When I sit down to edit the podcast, I'm like, all right let's do it yeah it's like it's hard to like listen to everything again because there's no like visual things to like keep you stimulated exactly and I feel like a good podcast almost puts you to sleep because it's just like relaxing like ASMR vibes must be unreal because (laughs) I fall asleep every time I edit it so great (laughs) what I started doing is now I'll play it in the background of when I'm like doing work at my office and when I hear something that I want to fix I'll stop and like fix it but I'll do it while I'm doing other work so that it like kind of goes by faster no that's really smart yeah and it's not like editing a video at work which I like one time tried to do and I was like I can never (laughs) do this again I'm gonna get fired (laughs) so funny like editing a podcast is like it's a little more low-key it's so low-key yeah okay so I'm so excited to have Michelle here today because Well, first of all, if you guys don't know who she is, she's a YouTuber, she lives in New York City, I'm really excited to have her at my apartment today, and essentially, she just left her job, which is awesome, and something that we've kind of explored a little bit on this podcast already, but I think it's really important to touch on, like, other people's stories and just, like, how people decide certain things, so I'm really excited to chat with her about it and also chat with her about her previous job and how she got it and the whole spiel of everything you guys want to hear. Also, you guys really wanted Michelle on the podcast. I asked you guys who they wanted on, Mm -hmm. and, like, you and Katie Bilotti were, like, number one. Oh, I love Katie. And I feel like we both are at, like, the same phase of life right now. I'm, like, we really need to get together. Yeah. She's the best. Yeah, I loved recording with her. It was a super interesting conversation that we had, and I feel Mm -hmm. like today will be really similar. Just because, like you said, you guys are going through, like, really similar life stages and have kind of the same, like trajectory right now so I think it'll be fun so why don't we just get started with you telling us um what it is you do now and kind of a little bit of an overview of what you did before the brief explanation of like why you decided to leave yeah so currently right now I'm a full-time I really don't like the word influencer so I'm not going to say it but I just create content online. Yes, she's a content creator. Yes, across YouTube and Instagram, but primarily YouTube. And yeah, I make a lot of just kind of like work week in my life. Now my work week in my work week in my life videos are a lot different Mm because I'm fully self employed. Um, But just a lot of videos on like productivity, kind of like being your best self. And I've been on YouTube since I was literally, like, in middle school. Like, it's been such a long time. And I think most of my followers have really just grown up with me, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're all just kind of, like, entering adulthood and going through, like, our different journeys. And so I feel like that's the main reason why people watch me on YouTube. Um, But with that being said, I had this really hard dilemma whenever I graduated college because... Where did you go to college? I went to college at the King's College, which is in the city. It's in the financial district, just like a super small uh, liberal arts college, and I majored in business administration. We only had like five majors, though, so it was kind of like you did business or you did finance or you did like humanities, like you kind of just picked one. Right. Um... 
and I was just a little bit unsure of what I wanted to go towards in the future. Um, and my sophomore year, I like walked into my meeting where they kind of like pick your schedule or whatever, your advisement. And I remember she told me, she was like, hey, you know, you're on track to like graduate in a year. And I was like, no, I didn't know that. Because <laughs> I guess my AP classes like rolled over and I just wasn't aware of it because oh. I thought that they didn't count. I was well, like, that's like, surprise. A, that's a beautiful surprise. Yeah, that's what my dad said. He was like, you know, you have to pay less money. Like, this is what? great. But in my mind, I was like, I feel like I'm really just not ready to graduate. But at the same time... I wasn't in love with my college, and I have a whole video on, like, my college experience, um, and so I was ready to do something new, but I really wasn't sure what, and there was kind of, like, this fear that I had of pursuing, you know, YouTube and Instagram and social media full-time, and, you know, whatever comes along with that. I really hated the stigma of, like, being a full-time influencer, content creator, um, and so I really tried to find something else and I'm someone who really likes structure. I was terrified of like freelancing and doing my own thing. And so I kind of just ran at a bunch of different things. I applied to internships like my senior year. Cause I was like, maybe I don't want to go into like a full-time job yet. Um, I applied to like full-time jobs. I was applying to things in PR and marketing for the most part, but mm -hmm. I still didn't even know, like, do I want to do PR or marketing? just really really confused but really eager to find something that would just like give me that structure and so I applied to a few different places and I landed at a very small social media marketing agency in the city originally just applied for an internship but they needed a full-time position oh, wow. yeah and cool. that was a big change um but I was just like you know what like I've done social media my whole life like I understand how it works I get it from my perspective like how different can it be doing it from you know like a brand's perspective right. and so I took the job and I started in June literally like two weeks after graduating basically had like no time after that school that was me that was that was me too yeah I um graduated with no job yeah and like well coming from a point of like an entertainment major like I studied television yeah. radio and film and oh. coming from there Everyone told me, and I fully believe, and I tell everyone mm -hmm. that, like, if you're going to work in media or, like, TV mm -hmm. or film, you can't, you don't graduate with a job. Like, you yeah. apply after graduation, you get a job, like, a month after because, like, yeah. it's just such a quick turnaround. So, I graduated and then, like, three days later I got a job and I was like, oh great, I guess goodness. I have to move to New York now. Fun. Yeah. And it was just, like, so quick and I really didn't have a lot of time to process it, but in my mind I was like, I feel like this is the right place that I'm meant to be at. I got, like, such a good vibe interviewing. Everyone just seemed so kind. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start. And so I started in June and honestly really loved the work. Like, it was so fun. I, like you, really liked going to an office and, like, being there 9 to 5 and then coming home. And I just loved the structure of it. Yeah. I was telling Michelle before we started mm -hmm. that, like, I totally admire and respect the full-time content creator like yeah. full-time freelancing like I totally see the appeal in that but for me personally like I see myself being in an office not yeah. like a typical office corporate environment for the rest of my life but mm -hmm. working working at a brand at a company forever yeah. like that's just where I see myself going but like I totally respect and love yeah. the idea of like working for yourself yeah and it's just like it's nice being around people every day and having like your coworkers and like going on lunch breaks like I loved that kind of stuff but I felt like 
progressively as I was there longer and probably how most people feel in their jobs, you start just like working longer hours and kind of the reality hits. And I feel like I was very naive thinking that I could, you know, run my YouTube channel and, you know, run my personal brand and then also help these brands at my job, like run these massive influencer campaigns. And so I just felt myself getting very stressed the longer that I was there. Not the kind of stress where it's like healthy, where it's like, okay, you just like work a little harder. It just got to a point where I was staying up so late, working like every Sunday on like my job job, not even like my own oh, stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's crazy. Because it's a small company and like that's kind of the nature of marketing and something that I think maybe we could talk about later because I know a lot of people totally. are interested in going into marketing. Yeah. but. It is, like, long hours, and I think it was something that I wasn't really aware of, and I've always been just a very hard worker, and I don't need someone to, like, tell me to do things. I'm very self-motivated, so it was very unhealthy for me, like, having that at work and then also on my own stuff, and so I was there until November. I started thinking in October, you know, maybe I should try to do my own stuff full-time because this doesn't really seem sustainable, um and had that conversation with my boss and I actually gave six weeks just because it was like such a small company I was like I want to do this right way and like train whoever's replacing me because it really did feel like a family for me and so I was like I do not want to leave these people stranded um but at the same time it's like everyone kind of is replaceable and so and you also were in a position where it's not like you applied for a new job and like got the job and then had to start the new job in two weeks like you did have the luxury of giving them six weeks which is a blessing for them like that's really awesome yeah but they I felt like to the same degree like they kind of took a chance on me like oh they're gonna hire like this influencer who like thinks she knows about like influencer marketing but it really I felt like it was a really good experience but in the end I'm excited to start doing my own thing yeah so, totally I think yeah. that's gonna be really great I yeah. how old are you I'm 21 yeah like I can't imagine me at 21 graduating from college a year early like being thrown into work yeah. that fast and having that much to do most days mm-hmm. I leave my job at the office like yeah there are not many days when I cannot get like all my stuff done that day yeah. or like can't leave it till the next day I understand mm-hmm. wanting to not have that because why would you? Um, But I also can't even imagine having to do my day-to-day office job on my weekends. Like that's just like not something that like I do in my life. Yeah. Um, So I think that that is a great decision for you. Like I'll never forget, I actually started it when I was 20. I wasn't even 21 yet. That's crazy. But my 21st birthday was in July and I remember it was like that awkward moment where you aren't super close with like your coworkers. I was like, I don't know if I should like tell people it's my birthday, (laughs) but it was literally like, I was like, I'm about to go out with my friends. Like it was like 6.30 at night and I remember I got asked to do stuff that night and I literally was just like hey guys, like, it's my birthday, like, I'm going out, and it was just a super awkward moment where I was, like, this is the point where I'm, like, things are just crossing over too much. Yeah, no, that's crazy. I think that it's, I do think that it's hard to be working in, like, a corporate environment and have a serious job when you're that young. You said you applied for an internship, which I think that they probably should have just given you. I know, I feel like that would have been better. Yeah, I think that would have been way better, and Mm -hmm. it's, was that your first internship or, like, your first... It job experience was so yeah. I've only ever done YouTube and Instagram full time yeah. which like I feel like sounds like it's not a lot but it really is a no, job totally in itself it is. um and that's why I always felt like 
I don't feel like I necessarily need to like do an internship. Totally. On top of that too. If you're making money and like you're yeah. succeeding and you're growing, then like at least for me, when I was in college, I always had my YouTube channel and I always yeah. did that sort of stuff. But for me, my YouTube channel was a gateway to learn what I actually want to do, I think, which is produce mm. and work on content um, in a, not in a more corporate environment, but in yeah. a more professional environment. Yeah. Like, I want to make TV shows, and I want to make movies. Yeah. Like, that's what I discovered from my YouTube channel. Mm. So I use that as a platform for my internships, whereas, like, I easily could have gone the other route and, like, yeah. been like, wait, I love my YouTube channel, and this is what I want to do. Yeah. But because I wanted to, like, do the other stuff, I had to do the internships. Yeah. <laughs> and there's such a good way to, like, figure out what you like and what you don't like. Um, I definitely feel like I probably should have tried it one summer, but I just always loved, like, going home and then just, like, working on my stuff. Like, I felt like it was my time to, like, do my own thing. Um, But you live and you learn. Yeah, I think that if you had had the internship, it might have been, like, a little bit of a different experience. Yeah. It's like you were thrown into the adulting (laughs) real world when you were still a baby. Yeah. Like, on my 21st birthday, I got drunk with my friends and, like, didn't leave my bed for, like, a week and a half because I was in college. Mm. Like, it's, it is, it is a lot and it's scary to be thrown into that. Yeah. Um, what I said to Katie and what I'll say to you is, like, obviously I think that YouTube is becoming a totally stable job. Like, Mm. I think that that is a great platform. Like, a ton of people are now making it their careers. Mm. But what I think is beautiful about having YouTube and about Mm. having the corporate world or, like, the more professional world, Mm. having experience in both of them is that, like, and because you are so young, Mm. is if you find something that really seems cool to you, like, you can go back. Like, you can try it. Or, like, there's... My mom told me this when I was looking at colleges. Mm. I was like, I'm just so nervous. Like, I don't know if I can, like, make this decision. Like, I don't know if Syracuse is the right place. And she was like, well, guess what? If you don't like it, you can just transfer. Exactly. We're both 20, in our 20s in the city. Like, that's the beauty of being so young and being, having these experiences. Yeah. And I feel like when you're young, you just think you're locked in everything. Like, this is going to be the rest of my life. I remember thinking that at my job. I was like, I seriously am going to be such a crappy friend, like, such a crappy future wife one day, such a crappy sister, if I, like, keep living my life like this. But then it's, like, you have the power to, like, change the way that your life goes. And I think that's, like, a really freeing thing. Yeah, totally. It's just, it's so great when you finally realize it. Like, wait, I have the power to control, like, what I do and how I spend my time and who I spend my time with. But, like, that's a whole different thing. Yeah, totally. Um, Okay, cool. So I want to hear a little bit more now about, like, what your future plans are, like, for your YouTube channel, Mm. for your Instagram, like, now that you're putting all your time and effort into that. I've actually had YouTubers, of course, on the podcast before, but we've Mm -hmm. never really touched on the world of YouTube and, like, making YouTube videos and being a full-time YouTuber. So maybe we can talk about that a little bit. I feel like that'd be really fun. Like, even with Katie, she's moving into, like, more freelance graphic design stuff, whereas you're committing, like, everything to youtube and videos so i would love to hear like a day-to-day of what that's like yeah so right now my biggest thing that i'm working on is trying to find someone to work with i'm actually don't have a manager right now and i've literally talked to so many different managers and if you talk to like anyone on youtube most people do have management and because it is nice like having someone to work with having someone who's like older and more professional and can like help you kind of figure things out and so right now I'm actually focusing on all my time on like finding 
the right manager for me, which I feel like that's something people don't really talk about. It's crazy, like doing sponsorships and, you know, trying to do like events, things like that. There's so much that goes into that like reading contracts and like making sure that you send your posts in time and just like negotiating compensation things like that things that i feel like my job really taught me a lot i was reading a lot of contracts and kind of seeing the world of negotiating i wasn't actually negotiating because i was like entry level um but it's just really interesting and so i felt like while i was working i would like have these calls with managers and i was like hey can you call me at like 7 p.m eastern standard time they're like no like i'm not gonna call you after hours like and so now i feel like it's those kind of things that i can actually like meet with people and like have those calls and find someone who can help me kind of launch my brand more um which is another phrase that i hate saying but i do think it's nice like working with someone and i've always been like on my own and so that's something i'm pursuing i really like the idea of going into selling a product i don't want to say merch because i don't want to like do merch with my name on it, something like that. Right, like um, having an actual tangible product yeah. that maybe something else. And, like, I'm thinking that. of a lot of things right now, and that's, like, a world that I know nothing about, like, how to literally create, if I wanted to create, like, a t-shirt. I'm like, I have no idea how to yeah. do that. Um, but doing the research for that and, like, potentially having the manager to help me with that. Um, I really, really love Kristen Johns. She's, like, one of my favorite, I don't really know, influencer content creators. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she's done such a good job of, like, creating her own personal brand, but then also having Kristen made and, like, launching her products on there. Um, so that's, like, a model that I feel like is really interesting and I'm, like, looking at a lot. Um, and then podcasting is something that yes. I'm thinking about. I I don't know if you are like this, but the world of podcasting is just, like, so intimidating and in that I feel like there's so many out there right now. Yeah. And you do such a good job that, like, Yours has such a niche focus and, like, even the titles of your podcast is, like, this is what you're going to get, you know, like, this is a job this person has, like, this is the advice they're going to give, whereas some people, it's just, like, talking and I'm, like, it terrifies me thinking of not having, like, a specific focus and so I'm spending my time doing a lot of, like, surveys with my followers and trying to see, like, what people want because I really, at the end of the day, I never want to create stuff that is things that like I think that I like that my followers wouldn't actually want right exactly and so one thing that this is something that I was literally like sitting on the subway and I was like I found it like this is my idea but I do a lot of not a lot of just like sprinkled in videos on like personal finance and budgeting like investing can you help me and like everyone says that I feel like no one knows like anything about just like financial literacy I know nothing I listened to this guy, his name's Dave Ramsey, Mm -hmm. and he's just, like, a total dad and just, like, makes these... He used to be on the radio, but now he does podcasts. And I was like, what if, like, there was, like, a younger Dave Ramsey? Like, a younger, relatable, like, like, cute trendy. I love that. And my boyfriend, Aiden, is so smart with finances. He, like, is a finance major, like, works in finance, all that stuff. Um, but I was like, you should totally, like, do it with me. But he's, like, super camera shy, yeah. and he's like, no, I'm not going to be into that. But a that. podcast. But I was like, but a podcast. Yeah. I'm like, you talk all the time. You would be so good at it. Well, after this, like, I really need you to help me because, like, yeah. I know literally nothing. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I have a 401k. I have, like, a budget that That's I good. do. But, like, people will, um, message me, like, how do you, but how do you budget in New York? And I'm like... You are asking the wrong person. <laughs> it's like, hard. Like, how do I budget in New York? What do you mean? I don't. I spend all my money on going out to eat, and yep. I have, like, $3 in my bank account. <laughs> it's true. Like, it's so hard here. And, like, 
when I go home and tell my family how much, you know, like my rent is, stuff like that, they're like, how in the world are you doing it? Because it's so expensive. Okay, so that's like where you're heading towards now, but like maybe you can Mm -hmm. give us like a little bit of like a day-to-day, start my day with this, end my day with this, because you do say you like... Because you did say you like like structure and all that stuff, so how yeah. are you keeping the structure now? Yeah, so I pretty much honestly have the same schedule. I do work. It's more like eight to like five thirty, I would say. Um, and I've only been doing this for the past like two weeks, so this is like a very new routine. I'm still figuring it out, um, but I'm still trying to start my morning with a run, which is something I tried to do when I was working full time and it's literally so hard especially now that it's cold like I don't think it's gonna last very much longer um but I wake up at around 6 30 or 7 go for a run come back home and then I usually shower eat breakfast and the first thing I like to do is just like do all my emails in the morning I feel like that's a good time to like get everything out before everyone's like in the office so when they are it's like all there and like ready and Mm -hmm. people actually respond to you um which usually takes like a good hour and a half to two hours yeah. to do when you're responding to emails like every i know a lot of you, mm-hmm. youtubers say this like, like i'm gonna do my so emails. emails like what are the emails <laughs> what are these secret emails yeah so most of them are just like for sponsorships um i i don't want to say this in like a way that sounds like oh my gosh i get so many sponsorships but i definitely get a lot more now than i used to and so there's just kind of a lot to sift through and it includes like going back and forth on like rates and like stuff that they're looking for um if it's a good fit like i literally got one yesterday for mcdonald's and i was like this is not gonna work (laughs) not like my brand at all um so it's usually just going back and forth with brands i'm now trying to like meet up with a lot of pr agencies in the city because it's just like a good way to like put a face to the name and like see if they ever had any needs for sponsorships for brands that they work on and so it's like setting up meetings with those people um so it's just like stuff like that yeah, that's so cool yeah I'm like listening to you talk about this and I'm like wait I should really do more of this stuff yeah but then I'm like fun. but then I think like when when exactly. will I have time to like sift through these emails and like reply to sponsors when I spend all day at work yeah and then I come home and like record the podcast and like mm. barely don't barely have enough time to like yeah record my YouTube videos so no, when I, I worked it was so, literally like when I would go to the bathroom that's when I'd like answer like yeah. an email or like post my sponsored stories yeah. like stuff like that it's, it's crazy there's no time it's insane. There's literally no time. Okay. But so you do your emails. I do my emails, and then I usually like to do whatever, like, editing I have to do. Sometimes I don't have, like, stuff to edit. Um, or if I need to, like, shoot sponsored content or, like, film something. A lot of my stuff is vlogs now, which is nice because I love editing, like, really long vlogs. And I try to, like, actually make my editing a little more, like, cinematic to some degree um, versus just, like, throwing the clips yeah. up there. Um, and, like, I don't have an editor or anything, so I do everything myself. Um, honestly, you that's You need to get Michelle some help, people. <laughs> if you are a manager or an editor, like, hit her up. Hit she is up. looking for some help. Yeah. I know a lot of people have, like, assistants, too, but I'm, like, I'm such a control freak that I like doing everything myself, and I'm very just, like, particular about everything. I'm like, I wouldn't want someone else, like, doing all my stuff for me. But I like the idea of, like, having someone just to hang out with while I do it. But, yeah, so I usually do that stuff for a little bit. And that usually takes up most of the day, honestly, because it's, like, actually filming stuff, actually editing stuff. Yeah, you have to get ready, all Um, that stuff. If I have, like, meetings with, like, PR companies or 
I'm working with this one company that's doing really cool like data stuff with YouTube and that's just kind of more like a nerdy thing that's like interesting to learn it's like a startup and they're like hey like do you want to like learn how to do this I'm like yeah it's like things that I feel like I didn't have the opportunity to say yes to before that now I'm like heck yeah I will because like like, I'm not doing anything else um so those things I usually do in the afternoon usually like 2 to 4 p.m. And then now I try to wrap everything up by, like, 5.30. It's something nice. that I'm really trying to be strict about. And then, like, just having my nights to, like, hang out with my roommate or my bo- my boyfriend. Um, just to, like, be really intentional with my relationships. Because I feel like before it was, like, I was always multitasking while I was hanging out with people. That's something that now I'm just, like, I'm not going to do. Yeah. I think so. that's a really interesting point because, like, at least for me... Because for those of you guys listening who don't know, I do have a YouTube channel, which Mm -hmm. I've talked about on this podcast before, obviously, but I don't post all the time or as much as I want to, which I've alluded to a little bit in this episode because I obviously have a full-time job. And a lot of the times I find myself thinking like, okay, what's going to be better for me in the long run? Like if I go have drinks and like meet new Mm -hmm. people with my friends tonight or if I stay at home by myself and edit another YouTube video or if I go on this date tonight or stay at home and, like, edit my podcast, like, sure, the YouTube channel and the podcast, like, seem like they'd be the more productive mm-hmm. things to do, but I'm, like, I only have time to do one, and, like, what if I go on this date with this random hinge person, and yeah. this will probably never happen, but, like, <laughs> he becomes the love of my life, like, what am I supposed you to do? You just never know. So it is, like, such a, it's so hard, there's just not yeah. enough hours in the day. Yeah, and I feel like every day is different, like, some days it is good to, like, stay back and do that, but some days it's, like, you gotta go on, like, the random date, like, you just totally. don't know, and I feel like you figure it out for yourself. Yeah. Um, so that's your day to day. Love mm-hmm. it. Honestly, sounds really fun. And like now I'm going to quit my job and become. Oh, a yeah. <laughs> um, so now I feel like we did kind of cover like how you got to your job and you applied and you got the interview and whatever. And you hadn't had any internships before that, because like this is now the part of the episode where we kind of talk about your like journey to get yeah. to your job. Um, but I feel like we kind of covered it unless there's anything that we like really miss like any job experiences or internship experiences experiences Mm -hmm. that you might have had down the line that we didn't touch on yeah I feel like I the one thing that I get a lot of questions on is because like social media marketing is so new a lot of people just like don't understand the skills you need I don't know if you feel like this and like maybe this is just me But, like, obviously there are, like, a few technical skills that you need to know. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the soft skills are so much more important when, like, applying to jobs, like, getting a job, like, communication, like, even presenting things like that, like, email etiquette, like, dumb stuff like that that doesn't seem that important. I felt like at my job, like, those are the things that you couldn't necessarily, like, learn that were just kind of innate. Right. That are really important. Yeah, like, for me, of course, there are some definite skills that you need to be a video producer like yeah you need uh, you, you <laughs> have to know how to like somehow a, a, a little bit like mm-hmm. use premiere and the adobe suites yeah it's fine if you don't like you're not an editor but like it mm-hmm. is very helpful to have those skills every company is going to use different programs is mm-hmm. what i've learned like not every single company is going to use premiere i mean they probably will mm-hmm. but not every company like we use asana at my job which is like oh, okay a program task organizer situation mm. like it's like a workflow program I feel like I've seen it on a subway I think you before. probably have so like I had to spend a lot of time like learning this program Asana but like oh. I couldn't have prepared for that except for like going to the job mm. and learning it because that's something that that's that company uses like not every company yeah. uses that so 
spending your time worrying about those things are not as important as like if you're going to work in PR or be a video producer like come up with pitches Mm -hmm. be able to speak to people be able to like I feel like PR is, like, a little bit of, like, sales in a little bit of a way. Yeah. Like, being persuasive in your writing and emails and all those sort of things are things that are way more important and, like, kind of bigger scale Mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things than, like, learning Excel. Yeah. And it's, like, those technical things I feel like you can learn, but at least in my college, like, I had to do a lot of classes on, like, presenting to get good at it. And I feel like those are the things that like, employers look for, just that, like, you're a nice person to be around, and totally. that... It's all about the personality. People. Yeah, and, like, you fit with the culture, and so, yeah, I just feel like I always get questions about that, and I'm, like, I don't feel like there are a lot of technical skills, but just, like... It's kind of something that, like, can't be learned. Yeah. Like, especially in, um, like, media jobs, mm. who you are, your personality, and how you connect with the person that's hiring you is really yeah. what's most important. No, totally. All the other stuff can you can figure out along the way. If I didn't know how to do something on Excel or didn't know how to do something in an Adobe suite, mm-hmm. it's called Google. You can just yeah. Google it. It's not that hard. Yeah. So I think that's a really good yeah. tip. Um, okay, so then maybe let's get into, like, the technical thing of, like, how mm. you got your job. Did you just apply online, or did they reach out to you, or were you, like, in talks of, with them? Yeah, so they actually followed me on Instagram just because, like, I was an influencer or whatever, <laughs> and it's, like, an influencer marketing agency. Um, and so I, like, looked at their profile. I was like, oh, this place looks, like, really cool, and I researched about it, and it's, like, super trendy. Um, the founder, she's just, like, super great. She's a mom, started it, and, like, wanted to give women more, like, work-life balance for, like, if they wanted to, like, work from home, they could if they had kids. Like, just sounded like a really great company. And so I literally just found, like, the contact email on the website because there wasn't really anything on LinkedIn where you could just, like, apply for anything. All I saw was, like, that they were hiring. And so I literally just, like, emailed the email, and I was like, hi, I don't know if you're taking internships, but your company sounds awesome, and I'd be really interested in, like, working for you. Like, attached my resume, attached, like, a cover letter. And then they responded, like, literally the next day, and, like, I had a phone call. Um, Everything was great, and I think they told me that they weren't hiring until, like, the summertime, so I was like, it's great, just, like, reach back out to me. Um, And was just applying for other internships, and... It's actually so funny. There was this one internship that I applied for um, and like it was literally like four rounds of interviews. It was insane. And I definitely feel like I wouldn't have liked it at all. Um, But it was one of those things that I didn't get it and was just like super bummed and like didn't really realize it was a blessing in disguise. Mm -hmm. But then on the subway ride home, I literally got an email from the company that I just left and they're like, hey, I'm not really sure if, like, you're still looking for an internship, but we actually really need, like, a full-time hire. I've understood, like, that you've graduated and wanted to know if you'd be interested in, like, an entry-level position. And I felt like, for me, I was like, this is, like, my God sign that this is, like, the right thing to do. And so I did, like, five rounds of interviews. It was, like, a lot of different interviews with different people. They really are particular about hiring, like, nice people. And so... I got hired a couple weeks later and then started in the summer. So that was my process. And I think the thing that I learned from that is that there's not, like, one way to get a job. No. Um, You kind of go, like, weird routes. And I honestly feel like you have a better shot at getting it if you don't just apply on LinkedIn or apply on Indeed. Yeah. Um, If you have, like, a reference, someone who can, like, put in a word for you. Or just, like, if it's a small company, like, DM them, email them from their website. I will always recommend, like, applying. If there Mm -hmm. is an option to apply online, do it. 
always do it, but then you have to go the extra mile. Like, if mm. you just send your resume then to them, you're probably not going to yeah. get the job. Like No one's going to read it. You have to message people on LinkedIn, mm. email anyone you know at the company. But I've talked about this to an extent on this podcast. It's yeah. all about reaching out. It's all about going that extra mile because you'd be surprised at how many people don't do that and just yeah. set their resume in. You're automatically going to stand out for reaching out to someone or saying like, hey, I just really want this job. Mm. Like even if they don't end up hiring you, at least they know that you were passionate about it and then they'll remember you. No, totally. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Okay. So now it's time to do some questions. We got a few questions for you. Um, I didn't even know we asked for questions. Oh, we asked for questions on the Twerk Podcast Instagram. Follow, live it, love it, do, Mm -hmm. do it. Okay, so you did just upload your video about quitting your job, what, yesterday or, like, today? Like, this morning. This morning. So maybe <laughs> so a lot of people all about don't know that you've quit yet. Okay. <laughs> um, but I still think there are questions that you could totally answer. Okay. So let's do this. Okay, someone asked, how do you budget? So I... I'm a big fan of Excel. Okay. I feel like there are different ways. I feel like I use my Excel spreadsheet a lot when I first started out when I didn't have as many expenses. Um, But now I actually use this app. This is going to sound like it's sponsored because I was sponsored by them once, but it's called Empower. Oh. And it's like super cute. It's like a really pretty app. Oh, Um, I'm going to download it. But it's actually, it's both like a budget tool and it's a debit card and they have like a higher APY. So you like earn more whenever you use it. Cool. So it's really cool. But they have this really nice budget tracker where it like puts everything into these little categories whenever you spend. And you can see and it'll be like, hey, you're like $200 above your spending limit. And it's just like really cute. And it's a great app. Can you attach like your normal debit card or do you have to use theirs? You don't have to use theirs. You can do your own. Cool. Um, but I know a lot of people are weird with like not wanting to link their bank accounts, which like oh, I I'm totally understood. One. I link everything. I'm like, yeah, link it. And Take my data. And then I'll like, delete it four seconds. And I'm like, yeah, I don't like that yeah. one. Delete. No, totally. I was weird at first where I was like, I don't really want to use this. Um, but now I just feel like it's so much easier and I'm not like missing expenses because I'm not like having to go home and like put it in my spreadsheet. And at the same time, like I use a Google doc like, yeah. that I made to track my budget and I like love it. Like, I love, like, going in and, like, plugging in, like, because I can control everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then I feel like manually putting it in, you're more, like, aware of your purchases. And you're like, oh, my God, really? (laughs) Like, I spent $6 on, like, an oatmeal latte. The fact that coffee is so expensive gets me every time I can. Okay, biggest biggest challenge living in New York. Biggest challenge living in New York. Just, like people i think honestly i think that is it no it's like so you i think you're more extroverted than me so like you might not be like this but there are people like everywhere all the time like even when you're commuting you probably live with roommates if you live here at work like you're just around people all the time sometimes i feel like it can be hard not having like your personal alone time um sometimes when i'm like sitting in my room at night like i have the weirdest thoughts and i'm like how is it that I have this much space in this city with so many people in it? Like, how can I, like, how thing. am I, like, not in the vicinity of another human right now? Yeah. Where, like, I have my door closed at night. Like, it's uh-huh. really crazy. Um, I also think the biggest challenge is, um, is, well, one, budgeting is super hard living here. It's really expensive. But also, like, 
as much as I love the subway, I also hate the subway. And, like, sometimes when it's, like, not working the way it's supposed to, I get so frustrated. And that's a big problem for me. No, yeah. I think that, too. And it's just, like, it's not clean. And I'm also a huge fan of driving. I don't know if you were like this. I love driving. But I miss just, like, going down, like, a Texas highway that's, like, wide and open and, like, listening to my music. All the windows down. Also, it's cold AF here. No, so cold. But you went to Syracuse, so I feel like it was even worse. It was. But so, it's still hard. Yeah, it's still when hard. When I was at Syracuse, I was like, why did I go to school here? When I live in New York, I'm like, yeah. why didn't I move to LA? Yeah. Every time. All right, next question. But also, like, New York, we love you. We're so we do. It's so many pros. Yeah. Um, what are some interview and job hunting tips and tricks that helped you? So I feel like you said you did a lot of interviews. So what yeah. are some interview tips? Um, I'm trying to think. Hmm. I think one big thing, I learned this a lot in school. I took a really good class on just, like, business communications, and, like, it was a lot about your resume, getting a job, but I think the biggest thing in interviews is just make sure that you're not just, like, explaining qualities that you think you're good at, but actually, like, telling them with a story of, like, how they apply. Like, if you're trying to say, I'm, like, a really detail-oriented person, like, make sure you show an example of, like, how you were detail-oriented in your last job, in college, like, whatever it may be. I feel like whenever I'm interviewing, the interviews go so much better when it's a lot of storytelling versus, like, I'm very detail-oriented and I'm organized and I'm, like, on time and then it's like they have nothing to work with like there's nowhere to guide the next question and like if they're awkward because you're being awkward then it's just it's not going to go well I think that's such a good tip like I always think that even with networking or interviews Mm. it's always better to approach it as a conversation yeah as opposed to like okay they asked me what my strengths are here are my strengths like yeah it's you're gonna be able to connect with that person so much easier if you actually have a real conversation with them like even ask them questions like I don't think it's yeah it's really important and good to ask questions to the interviewer in an interview because it makes them know that you want the job and you're interested in it and you're interested in them and that's what's important and like people like talking about themselves too so it's like if you make them feel good then it's gonna go so much better yeah okay last question okay um how do you manage your stress Ooh, this is a good one. I feel like now it's a lot different than when I was working. Um, When when you were working. When I was working, it was a lot of... I just felt like I lived for my Saturdays. Like, Saturday was the one day that I could get through the week because I knew Saturdays, like, I try to not use my phone very much. I try to, like, be off social media. Um, I, like, do my grocery shopping. I, like, clean. I, like, go on a date. Like, it's always, like, my really good day. And I feel like having at least one day that's kind of, like, your Sabbath, which is, like, technically a religious term, but having a day where you right. just, like, like rest. Like, peaceful day. It's really important. And before, I went through periods where I would just, like, work all day on Saturday on my own stuff and then, like, work on my job stuff on Sunday. And I was like, I seriously did not take a break, like, yeah. at all. And I feel like that is going to kill you in the long term and you just have to set aside the time to rest and it has to be like in your schedule or else like it won't happen yeah totally well that's it those are all of our questions those are all of our questions and that's it that's it for the podcast today yeah you did so well i definitely think you should start a podcast your voice i'm listening with headphones and your voice sounds so great oh really so you should definitely start one. what do you feel like makes someone's voice sound good on camera well, you're just very relaxing okay. to listen to. Like, you have a very calm voice. Like, you yeah. said, like, 
you said I might be a little bit more extroverted than you. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. when I listen back to these, I'm like, oh, my God, Jordan, calm down. <laughs> like, I'm very hyper sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you're super calm, super relaxed, and you're super eloquent. So mm-hmm. I think you would be great doing a podcast. Thank you. And you definitely did amazing today. Thank you so much for coming. I really, really appreciate it. Of I'm course. so excited to hear who comes on next. Same. <laughs> Same, because I don't have a next guest after this. I fly by the seat of my pants. Like, I'm also going to be excited to see who's next. It works. It works. <laughs> well, thank you so much, guys. If you have any additional questions for Michelle, obviously DM her on Instagram. Sure. Follow her if you don't already. Follow me at Jordan Rebecca. Follow the podcast Instagram at Bitchwork Podcast. And, like, follow me on YouTube if you want to see a video every three months. Um, that's it. I hope you guys have an amazing day and I'll see you next time. Bye guys. Bye.